and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I'm Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. (laughs) I love throwing you off on those. You're just looking at me like, what the hell? I pointed at you just like that for 102 broadcasts. (laughs) And you're just like, uh. (laughs) Oh, that was fun. Um, How you doing, Crow? Uh, I'm good. My, uh, my cold... Or not cold cough. My uh, allergy cough has receded, so that's good. Your COVID cough? My COVID cough. Yeah. So. You. Uh, I'm just glad that you're behind the plexiglass wall here and we're practicing yeah. social distancing. Um, all right. I got a bunch of stuff to talk about, and I'm going to warn you right now, almost all of it is COVID-19 stuff. Yeah, that's what people are expecting, I, I think. I had a pretty cool article from uh, the New York Times that I've been meaning to get to for like five months now about college admission stuff. We're just going to have to save it because we have way too much. Yeah, we have a a couple of listeners that uh, we'd like to do kind of a roundtable with on education. So that's going to be probably um, an episode that's not that's still relevant, but isn't as time sensitive as all this uh, COVID bullshit. So, yeah, I agree. Ooh, hold on a second. <laughs> I told you. It was oh. just a conversation we were having at the beginning of the... Oh, is that Wonder Woman? <laughs> it's not Wonder Woman, no. Is that Gal Gadot? No. He's, uh, Rooster just showed me a picture on his phone, and he knows I have a... Th- I don't know. Do you know I have a thing for metallic bikinis? Yes. Oh, okay, because he showed me. <laughs> just getting out of a pool with a gold metallic bikini, and yeah. Well, it started because... As some of you who've listened before know, I'm a fan of ASMR, and I found this new woman who does ASMR, and I'll be honest. That's her? Yeah, she's very attracted by her. But the problem is, her voice bothers me. She's got a... Yeah, she looks... She's got a little Gal Gadot, not much now that I'm seeing another picture of her. So I'm not saying that, oh, you know, now she's unattractive. I'm just saying the one reason I listened to her channel was because... I liked how her voice sounded at first because I'm a big ASMR fan. and But there's like a clicking in her voice. You must have a lot of wadded up tissues under your bed. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Isn't that why you listen to ASMR? No, I do it to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. That's what they all say. You know how like you read a boring book to fall asleep? Yeah. If, if I can listen to the same couple of, uh, um, couple of ASMR deals people speaking yeah. i know what's coming and it's quiet and it's like but it's it engages my brain a little bit more than like white noise and yeah yeah well i found that i mean i now that my eyes are getting worse and worse and it's like irritating me to read i don't read hardly anything anymore i, I transitioned to listening to audiobooks i think i've said this before but whatever uh and they're engaging i like them and they're good on long drives you know but um oops 
forgot to say. Once again, phone. God, can you, do we have don't some people, coffee? Don't people know? Do we have some coffee we can spill on you too? Um, so I've been listening to the audiobooks, but I've noticed that if I try to listen to them like while I'm laying in bed, I, even if they're engaging and they're good, and I want to listen to them, I did, they just put me out, knock me out. So better than any melatonin or any night night quill. Yeah, that's what the ASMR stuff does to me. And the funny thing is, like, if I wake up, like, right now, just because of what's going on with the whole economy thing and business and all that, if I wake up in the middle of the night for any reason, my brain starts going and I can't fall asleep. Yeah. So I need something to just sort of still use my brain a little bit. It, it, it's got to be something that gets me. It distracts I, you from whatever you're Yeah, I can't you're listen to just, like, thunderstorms or the sound of rain or something like that. It doesn't distract me enough. So this will distract me enough, but it's also quiet enough so that I go to sleep. Yeah, it makes sense. So, anyway, uh, Ben Shapiro had an interview with this doctor. I'm going to butcher her name. Dr. Uh, Kanta, it's Q-A-N-T-A, Ahmed. Uh, she is a pulmonologist and intensive care specialist in a hospital in New York. And the point that he was bringing up in interviewing her was, tell me what it's really like, what you're really seeing versus what's on the news. And she said... Uh, a few things that were interesting. Her uh, hospital is at about nine ICU beds right now, meaning they're not full. Um, and uh, they're all COVID-19 patients. And uh, but that is 300 percent capacity what they are, 300 percent what they normally run. But they are not at capacity. Okay. They, That's they good. have. They have respirators available. So she goes, yes, we've seen quite an increase in a surge, but we're not overwhelmed. Um, they asked her, do you have enough masks and everything? She said, yeah, we have some. She says, we don't have like an overabundance of them, but everybody's got them. And she says, I have one I carry with me all the time if I have to go in and see a patient. So they're not having these shortages where they have to use, you know, torn masks or wet masks over and over and over. Um, she said... Uh, she, uh, Ben Shapiro asked if she's using the hydrochloroquine and uh, Z-Pak, Zithromycin, isn't that what it is? Yeah. If she's using it. And she said, yeah, um, in most of their patients, day one through five, you're going to get that. Now, she said they're on a bunch of other things. They're on some steroids. They're on oxygen. They're on a lot of other things. But she said she agrees with Trump on the drug in that, hey, let's just give it a try. It's a safe drug. It's been around forever. Right. So what's it going to hurt? She it goes, has side effects like any drug. Right. She said the studies that show it works are reputable, just not big enough or long enough. Like this guy who's the whatever doctor in France who's saying hydrochloroquine will be a great, you know, game changer. She said his study only has like 3,500 patients in it, which seems substantial. She goes, but it's not. She said, but it won't harm the patients, and we don't have three years to run clinical trials on this. So let's just give it to them, you know. Um, so she says, uh, but it is the most severe lung disease she's ever seen in her 30 years of practicing. She goes, the attacks of the lungs is pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there was a lot of interesting information there. If you haven't heard the interview, you should go to Ben Shapiro's channel and uh, hear this. She, I mean, she's a... She appears to be a pretty reputable doctor, but it, it's interesting to see her perspective as an on-the-ground doctor dealing with this stuff versus what we're hearing on the news. 
because I just don't think we can trust the news. Did you hear the latest story on why Trump is pushing hydrochloroquine? Yeah, because he supposedly um, has a financial vested financial interest in it because, I mean, something he's invested in was once making that. Well, and he could he could he could get a thousand dollars off of this. Full disclosure, he has. Uh, he has made money off of this in the past, and here's how. I almost did a spit take there. Yeah. I was drinking my beer, and he's, I just about spit take. He's invested in a company just like anybody who has a 401k could be invested in a drug company that's doing this. Um, and, yes, he could have made money off of that in the past. But the the reports were, you know he can – this was actually a journalist who said this. You know he's making money off of it. And he understands it because he can pronounce hydrochloroquine. He wouldn't. He's a big dumb dummy. He wouldn't be able to pronounce it otherwise. But when he first came out talking about it, he couldn't pronounce it, and they gave him shit because he couldn't pronounce okay. it. it. They just keep flipping on this stuff. Um, so uh, he had an investment in a company that was invested in a drug company that produced hydrochloroquine. Here's the thing, though. It's an incredibly cheap drug. It, it has tons of generics. So that's been the criticism of Big Pharma and why they're not getting behind this, because they can't make any money off of it. Yeah. So you can't, on the one hand, say that Big Pharma is trying to suppress this because they can't make money, and then turn around and try and accuse the president of making money off of it. It's dumb. Yeah. It's just like when uh, Mark Dayton was originally Governor Mumble, was running for uh, governor in Minnesota, and he was sending buses up to Canada to get medications, and then somebody pointed out that his 401k was invested in, in drug companies. He was like, oh, we got to sell that off. Look, most people aren't going to understand their 401k investments. That's okay. Yeah. You know, the idea that he would sell that off just because it was invested in drug companies – I mean, you can say that's principled, but that guy's never suffered from an overabundance of principles. Yeah. So, but it was interesting to hear this interview, and I, I suggest anyone who... Uh, can you imagine having what Dayton would be doing, Mark Dayton would be doing right now as governor? Yes. It would be ridiculous. Remember when they had the uh, scare of all the powder, white powders being mailed to different government um, offices? Why'd you sniff when he did that? Um, and he freaked out and closed because i guess he got they like the governor's office ended up getting something mailed to him that yeah had, and he freaked out and basically shut down the whole office and sent everybody home and went into hiding <laughs> himself and everybody's like you're the only governor that did this relax dude well part of that i think was was that during his hospital stay i mean it turns out after it, he's it not turns governor, out he wasn't even there that was somebody else making that decision right well i don't know if that was it or that was to cover him being in the hospital mark dayton for those who even care uh, former governor of Minnesota was he was having a hip replacement or something like that, and he was in the hospital for like six or eight weeks. Yeah, he was, and he was out of it. So there was other people basically making decisions for him. Yeah, yeah. and there's there's been and the media was covering for him. The Minnesota media, Minnesota media. I don't know if people like nationwide, if you're listening to this, that don't understand how in the tank for the Democrats the Minnesota media is. It's it's it, almost like the national press for Joe Biden. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, you know, there's all this stuff about Elon Omar that the Minnesota media will not touch. You have to get any information about uh, Tim Minette, uh, Elon Omar's new husband, who... Wait, what? Yeah. 
But yet, but she yet, said they weren't together. Yeah, they weren't together, and and all the money that her campaign was spending on his business had, had nothing to do with trying to get him to fly out to meet her and 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 at her different places. And um, but she said that didn't happen. Yeah, but any none of this information is, is on any of the local Minnesota news. None of it. Right. Um, you had to find it like the Daily Mail UK <laughs> to get information about local news here that was relevant. Well, I she's mean, a she's a fierce woman of color. So, you yeah. know, we can't go after fierce and, and they covered they covered for Dayton hard, covered for everything. Also a fierce woman of color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I can't argue with that. Who knows <laughs> these days, right? Yeah, I mean, he could that's who he could identify as. Right. Hey, who are we to judge? Yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, did you see this nurse um, supposedly that was crying? That I posted about how oh, I have you've that. Got one. It. Oh yeah. The do Matt, you want to transition to that now, or do you yeah, want to do it later? No, I I was done with this thing. But the um, Matt Christensen has a video on this. I put it up on the Facebook page. Okay. Matt does great videos. This is one of his best. One of Matt's things is he has well a couple of things. He has a great sort of deadpan delivery. He has some good humor in there. But one thing he is is well researched, and he has tracked down all the tweets from this gal, gone through her Instagram and all this. And found out that she's full of shit. This is Jesse Smollett 2.0. Well, let's quick go into what she before. You, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is from um, what's the paper here? This is from the Federalist. Uh, so racist bigots. Yeah. So CBS News posted a video of a nurse who claimed she quit her job after being asked to work in a coronavirus ICU without a face mask. And then here's a quote. Hey, before you do this, we just need to say fierce woman of color. Is she? Yes. Well, it looks like she might be culturally culturally appropriating by this picture I'm seeing. Well, it might be. Because she's got like the big lips with the with the dark liner on the outside of them. What are you trying to say? That's that's a that's a Hispanic thing. Oh, I thought that was like a Scandinavian thing. Um. Yeah. All right. So here's quote: America is not prepared. And nurses are not being protected, said the ICU nurse in the video. I quit my job today. I went into work and I was assigned to a COVID patient on an ICU unit that has been converted to a designated COVID unit. None of the nurses are wearing masks. I should have done it like her because she was basically sobbing the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Uh, The video now appears to be inaccurate. Instead of verifying the legitimacy of the video, CBS added background music and captions to highlight a woman who lied about her workplace situation. The woman, who goes goes by Amaris on social media, has a prominent following on Instagram. Um, Matt called her a discount Instagram model. Pretty much. Uh, prior to CBS picking up this video, Amaris posted on her public Facebook page that she has anxiety and bipolar depression that had not and had not been an employee at the hospital for over a year. She mentioned in her post that she was unsure if she, if she was ready to return to her job. Amaris also said the growing volume of information on coronavirus triggers her. The information overload, this is a quote from her, the information overload can be hard for me to sift through as far as what is credible and what is not. It triggers me, unquote, she wrote on Facebook. And this was her first day back. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, parroting the fraudulent video is 2020 Democratic contender Senator Bernie Sanders, who just dropped out, who quote tweeted the video. So he quote tweeted the video and called the Department of Labor to he called the Department of Labor to issue emergency workplace standard. So Bernie Sanders is responding to this woman's um, social media 
where she's basically self-aggrandizing and and lying about the situation to give her give to get clicks. And then Bernie Sanders goes on and demands that the Department of Labor uh, issue emergency workplace standards. So he he is going to try to gum up the works and say, no, this this Instagram wannabe fucking superstar wants to be a superstar um, uh, is out there pulling bullshit, saying bullshit in order to get clicks and get views and get her social media presence uh, upped. And then Bernie Sanders is basically going to the hospital and going, hey, you better do something about this. Uh, legislators, you better do something about this. You better fucking step up and fucking bullshit and, and, and spend time and resources on nonsense. Motherfuckers. I'm so fucking tired of this shit. All right, are go you ahead. Gonna, are you going to keep using words like self-aggrandizing? Because when I have to Google this stuff while you're talking, it really takes it's me out. the second podcast in a row that you're making fun of the words I use. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I get that word. I understand <laughs> okay. that one. Hate. Yeah. Uh, so they say it appears to be false. No, it's a fucking lie. Do you want to hear her real quick? Yeah, play part of it, not the whole thing. Okay. I might have to edit this. Yeah, probably. Here we go. America is not prepared, and nurses are not being protected. And there's this, uh, nurses had to make a difficult decision in order to protect herself and family members. I quit my job today. I went into work, and I was assigned to a COVID patient on an ICU unit that has been converted to a designated COVID unit. None of the nurses are wearing masks, not even surgical masks not in true. the hallways when they're giving report to each other. I had my own N95 mask. I told my manager, I understand we're short on supplies, but let me protect myself. Let me feel safe. I have family that I have to come home to and the way things are looking, this isn't gonna get any better. America is not prepared. And nurses are not being protected. Not true. Okay. Okay, two words. Rama queen. Oh, my God, yes. So it turns out that everyone on her unit has adequate equipment. She also had her own N95 mask that she told her supervisor she wanted to wear out in the hallway. And he said, we're not doing that. Um, And she said, well, that's what I want to do. And she left. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's... She had already had issues. She wasn't working in the hospital because she couldn't handle it, right? And that's mm-hmm. why she wanted to be this Instagram, basically, whore. Yep. Um, and she's using the fact that she was a nurse as part of her, part of her, uh, you know, her, her in, her social media kind yeah. of like. She posts, she yeah. posts lifestyle and nurse stuff. So let me look quick this last thing on this article. Nurses and medical workers are working tirelessly with inadequate protection gear and they are the real heroes for an Instagram influencer to deliberately misrepresent her career for the instant glorification of internet famous sickening. That's what this uh, Chrissy Clark wrote. And yeah, she, and, and then the fact that you got people like Bernie Sanders who, you know, I'm glad he's fucking done now and he's out. Um, Is he? Yeah. He just today, he suspended his campaign. Oh, about fucking time. Um, you know why they suspend their campaigns? Because they can keep taking money. Because of the money. Yeah. Because they can use the money still. They don't just outright say we're done. We're yeah. folding it up. But yeah, she she's got issues, and she couldn't hack it as a nurse before because of her her. Which issues. is fine. Some people can't. Right. Um, but now she's transitioned to this, you know, Instagram kind of wanting to be an Instagram um, influencer kind of thing, and 
you know, this is this is like the this is like the the dark underbelly or the the dark side of the social media. Are you, this kind of so stuff. are you going to help her with that becoming an Instagram influencer? Because me personally, yeah. Like if I met her, no. Like you, I mean, you've got a hell of an Instagram page. Do I? <laughs> Oh, you don't know about it? Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right. <laughs> yeah, so Bernie jumps in on this right away. And again, this goes back to this whole confirmation bias. People are willing to believe whatever they see, hear, or read because, well, I suppose if you're seeing it, reading it. But you know what I mean. If it fits the narrative they want. You, all it would have taken was for him to put a staffer on it, just one. And go, hey, before I spout off about this, can you can you check into this and see if this is true? And my belief is that, yes, he could, but he doesn't want to. Because why would he want to find out if this is true or not? He just wants to use it. Yeah. Just like people, race hucksters did with the Jesse Smollett thing. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's true. I don't know. I've um, The only social media now that I'm, in, I guess, invested in or, or watch – Ever sporadically even is Facebook and I understand the limitations what about your thriving MySpace page yeah <laughs> but um, and I don't even really check into Facebook more than like maybe once every couple days even um, so anybody like wanting to know who posts all the all the stuff on Facebook on our Facebook page that's a rooster <laughs> but uh, I I don't and you always get like Facebook ads or you get like um, even some messenger stuff from people, you know, that that are politically aligned with you that try to get you to um, fall for some fucking hype, some right wing hype. Right. There's a lot just just as much as there's left wing hype. There's like all right, that shit you send me. Yeah, right. I don't send shit to anybody. <laughs> uh, the There's just as much right wing hype as there is left wing hype. The, the difference, I think, honestly, is that the a lot of the people on the right don't fall for it and don't don't push it only the like the hardest of the hardcore or the dumbest of the dumb will sit there and say "Ooh, this must this was sent to me by somebody i know so it must be true i i disagree that there's as much on the right i there's plenty of it and there are goofballs it, on the right but it too. doesn't get spread as but much they just don't i think two out of three people who are on social media lean left i really do I'm, there's there's so much nonsense like but but you're a perfect example of that you're just like fuck it I don't want to be on this stuff yeah, there's too much bullshit that's true. but then when you when you notice that somebody you know is sending you an obviously bullshit story or bullshit like um, a quote from somebody or like they're saying oh this is what happened uh, when when a senator said something to a plumber or when at, at this at this um, why are you gonna call plumbers out at like this that, hospital? Man? A doctor said this, or at this airport, uh, celebrities did this. Celebrities said that Trump is awesome, and you're like, really? Uh, uh, Kevin Costner said Trump uh, should be president for life. I'm like, I don't believe it. But then there's people that would go, oh, that's awesome. Kevin Costner's on our side. I'm gonna you're spread not, this. You're not supposed to click on that. Yeah, but but we get that on the right. But I don't know very many people that look at that and go. Yeah, I'm gonna spread this because this is awesome. This is great news, and this this proves my point. People look at that and go, "Yeah, that's probably bullshit." And if it and if you think maybe it's bullshit, and you're like not sure, and you you'll actually look into it and go, "Yeah, it turns out it's bullshit." Or yeah, this might be true. Whereas the left will they'll get that like you said confirmation bias, and they'll see something like "fuck yeah," boom, spread it out to everybody. 
Yeah, the right will do it too, but I just some of don't, them, some of them, but not as many. I don't think it's and, to the and same. And you're degree. probably right because there's way more left left on it. Uh, I'm what? You're correct. Okay. <laughs> you're not going to edit that out. Uh, I just may. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a great video that Matt has about this. But earlier in the video, he points out that there's a CBS story that's showing how swamped the hospitals in New York are. Except the problem is they used video from an Italian hospital. <laughs> and then they claimed, oh, yeah, it was just an honest mistake. Except for the part, and this is where Matt's so well-researched, where he zooms in and shows there are signs all around in the background in Italian. They're not even in English. And they said, oh, yeah, it was just a mistake. No retraction, nothing like that. Yeah, but Italian, Latin, you know, that, you know. They can't tell the difference. So a lot of like, if you're if you're a uh, media person and you're looking into stuff about hospitals, you know, a lot of that's Latin, a lot of the medical terminology, and so they're gonna think that well, it's just a different language. I don't understand, so it's got to be Latin. So if you ever wonder who does the research for the show as well as the Facebook page, <laughs> not cool. Um, yeah, I. It was so flat out dishonest. It wasn't an on- Matt's point is it's not an honest mistake mistake yeah they, they were saying it was an editing mistake or something yeah well it was like that what was that thing like a year ago they had the gun the, range yeah they, they, they said there was a war happening in syria uh there was a lot of bombing and and, and they showed footage from a gun range gun range in kentucky or something and the thing is they're saying well it was just an accident no they actually edited it to make to darken parts of it to sh- that where people were had their cell phones out were recording they got rid of that or darkened that part so you couldn't see the people holding cell phones. So you could just see like the tracer the tracer fire yeah. that they had at the gun range. So it wasn't like an accident. It was purposeful to make you think that that's what you were saying. And the point of this whole rant we're doing here is not that, oh, you can't trust the media. You can't trust the media. It's that you shouldn't just trust the media. It's a shame that you can't, though. View every – but even if we, you thought the – even if you thought Walter Cronkite had come back. And he was delivering the news at night and had this great reputation and everything. View everything with a healthy dose of skepticism. You know, I tell my kids that all the time. Critical thinking is hearing stuff you agree with and going, I'm going to check and see if it's bullshit. You know, don't just buy into this stuff. So when somebody tells you something that honestly sounds like bullshit, go, I think it sounds like bullshit. I'm going to check into it. You know, I had a friend, um, well, you and I have a common friend who uh, did this recently with you but i had another one who was talking about the uh the n95 masks that 3m was shipping out and trump said hey cut it out you can't and stop the shipments had the fbi stop They're shipping them? to f- uh, foreign countries right it, like canada and italy and this friend of mine who's canadian and is not a fan of trump says uh oh you know just stop it come on cut it out we're world citizens together and i'm like well first of all i disagree and I didn't respond on her Facebook page to it at all because it's all full of, you know, anybody who disagrees with us is a Trump cultist. So uh, I messaged her privately and said, you need to understand what's going on with this. 3M makes the masks. The state of Florida, the guy who's in charge of purchasing their emergency equipment, calls up 3M and says, I want to buy some stuff. And they go, you got to go through one of our distributors. And he says, I can't buy it from you. They're like, nope. And he said, the line he used was great. He goes, they're an ice cream store that doesn't sell ice cream. So he goes to the distributors, of which I believe there are 50, and what happens is 3M puts the product out there, these distributors bid to buy the product, and then you turn around and sell it, okay? Capitalism, I'm fine with that. 
except in time of emergency, when we are having to, you know, pour government resources into this, I think 3M should be trying to sell these to people in our country. But these distributors are selling them to representatives from foreign countries because they show up with cash. In other words, they're like, well, I'll just sell it to you and be done with it. Um, so what the president did was he used some of his uh, war powers, which I believe were created by FDR. So before you lefties start going all fucking nuts, think about where it started. Um, I'm not sure about that, though. That's my guess. Um, he did that right after he turned a bunch of Japanese citizens, but maybe before. Anyway, all Trump was saying is, hey, I'm going to call 3M out because I think this is shady. And 3M was trying to go, no, 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 it's not, you know, we don't, we don't control these distributors. Well, no, you don't, but you do, you know, and you could make some of those available for the state of Florida to purchase. So my friend accused Trump of being a bully. And I said, if he's a bully in this case, he stated indelicately, um, you know, what he said, but if he's a bully, he's beating up the schoolyard bully. The kid who was taking everybody's lunch money, he beat that kid up. And everybody who didn't like Trump is looking at that going, God, what an idiot. Why would he do that to an American company? Well, because they were doing shady stuff, you know. Now, again, going back to this thing about principles that I always rant about, yes, it's capitalism. But we're talking about in a, in a time of, well, if we're calling it a time of war. It's uh, a crisis. Yeah, whatever. Um it is better for the country if 3M is selling those to people who are willing to pay just as much for them. They're just not getting their cash right away. Well, if you agree with that during a time of crisis that you shouldn't, a company should not be allowed to price gouge, then you should agree with that too, that a company shouldn't be allowed to profit um, over the expense of American citizens. I think they should be able to profit. My no, point like, is like, if No, they can still profit, but they can't profit – um, that if it's if it's harming American citizens or American interests, if it puts American interests at risk, right. yes. Then, so if you can sell whatever those masks sell for, if they're ten bucks, if you can sell those masks to the state of Florida, where our people, your consumers, are put in danger because they don't have the mask, because the left keep telling us that Trump puts them in danger because he didn't get them the supplies they need. Um, now. He's he's saying we're not good world citizens, you know, but if that if those if Italy shows up and says, we'll pay you cash for those right now. But the state of Florida goes, we'll pay the same for them. We just can't get you cash right now. And you sell them to Italy. I'm sorry. I think you're a piece of shit. OK, so what do you say to people on the left that would say, all right, so wait, you're a pro liberty, pro capitalism. Right. Uh, why then do you think the government needs to step in and tell a, a, a capitalist co a company what they can do and how they can sell their stuff? You're a hypocrite. Am I? Yes. How am I? Because you're saying that with the capitalist system, everything's going to work out because capitalism is the, is the way that most people, um, benefit in society if you get government involved in anything it fucks everything up so if you just allow a true capitalist society to happen without government intervention it'll all work out which means 3m is doing the right thing and if you don't believe that you're a hypocrite oh i see what you're saying okay well first of all i want to point out that if you're saying that because trump is a big dumb dummy 
and didn't get us the amount of supplies we need. So now people's lives are at risk because these healthcare workers don't have what they need. And they're literally dying in New York because Trump didn't do what he needed to do. Here he stepped in to make sure they had the stuff. But if you're a capitalist and a liberty-minded person, you shouldn't you shouldn't want him to do that. No, I'm going to get to that. But first of all, I want to point out just the hypocrisy in the question. The question alone. If you ask it, you're a hypocrite. Because if you've been saying that Trump didn't prepare us, that these healthcare workers don't have it, and the government should do something about it. Now he did something about it. And now you're saying he's a terrible person. You're a hypocrite. And you have to acknowledge that you are creating problems for him that he's not allowed to solve. Every answer he gives is wrong. And I think that's sort of what you're trying to do with this question. But I get what you're saying. Hey, if these capitalists can just sell these things, you know, out to whomever they want, if Italy wants to pay more the market, for them, The market will yeah, adjust for that. I'm all for that. But the other side of that is I think Trump has every right in a capitalist society to stand up there and use his bully pulpit and go, you're shitty people. Uh, No, hold on. And point this out so that American consumers go, I think that's bullshit. I'm not buying post-it notes from you anymore. And that's the other side of where I think capitalism helps. So sure, if you want to sell all that stuff to Italy and make more money, by all means, I'm saying go ahead and do it. But I think Trump standing up there and saying, hey, everybody, I just want you to know what's going on here. All right. It's fair, too. Why wouldn't you say that allow 3M and whoever big, big business to sell to whoever the fuck they want and make profit because they're I do because they are beholden to the stockholders. So they'll do what's right by the stockholders. Right. So government shouldn't get involved is what 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 I'm saying. And also, if we don't have the product we need. Uh, necessity is the mother of an invention. We'll get people like Mike Lindell from My Pillow. He'll convert his factory oh, to start. That hateful bigot. He'll start converting his factory to start making more uh, masks, so that 3M doesn't have to produce them. But you know, Mike so, Lindell doesn't pay taxes. So the government that you're trying to distract me, but I'm on a, I'm on a righteous liberal ramp here, moving the goalposts. My, Mike Lindell could make that. So if if Trump and the government stayed out of it and and. 3M could just decide that they want to sell their shit to Indonesia and China and Russia. They can go ahead and do that because our companies would step up and our companies would make it because capitalism rules. Oh, I agree. I don't think, let me be clear, I don't think Trump should have stepped in and seized that stuff. But I think but he should. out. I think he should have stood up there all day and gone, can you believe these yeah, motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah. pointing it out is one thing. I, I because think then, yeah. then people around the country go, whoa, wait a second. They're doing what? Wait a minute. We have people in Florida who can't get masks. So, and 3M sold them to Italy. Fuck 3M. I'm not buying their stuff. You're just being a proponent of shaming now. And shaming's not good, okay? No, I'm saying that is going to cause people to say, I have more information now. I don't like, and all of it's true, I don't like 3M. I choose not to buy this. It's hard for me to devil's advocate because I want to step in on (laughs) on behalf of myself. (laughs) So it's really difficult. No, I don't think we should have seized the shipments. I don't. I think we should have let those happen. But I think you should have shamed the hell out of them like you did. You know? You can call that shaming. I call it pointing out factual information. But it is amazingly funny to me. And slightly tragic that the left who's saying, we don't have masks. Oh, my God. And Trump went, all right, fuck it. Here, 
Now you got him. And they go, oh, what an asshole. You got us our masks, but you did it at the expense of Italians and Canadians and blah, blah, blah. Look, it's a finite resource. You can only have so many of them. Are you saying Trump should have made 3M print, uh, make more of these masks? I mean, it's just, it's stupid, you know? And there were other people in the thread saying, um, well, the, the stuff they make it with comes from China. So maybe China will just stop sending it to us. You know what? Go ahead, China. Stop fucking sending us stuff. The 90% of our pharmaceuticals that we uh, get manufactured in your country, cut us off. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely. Because I want to see you do that. And there was somebody who said, um, there was an economist, I wish I could remember, borrowed the line, um, who was was the Japanese, the emperor or admiral who said when they bombed us at Pearl Harbor and they didn't get the carriers and said, I fear we have wakened a sleeping giant and filled him with resolve. Mm. And they said, there's got to be, oh, it was the Pillsbury guy, um, the China advisor. He said, uh, secretly, he thinks the Chinese are a little worried that that's what they've done here. Is that the United States has gone, all right, fuck it. We're not dealing with you anymore. That they have swung and missed on Trump. And that. Well, they've actually proven him right. Yeah. But that if this was a shot that was meant to kneecap us, and I. I don't think this was a conspiracy of releasing this virus on us. I think they did everything they could to not tell us about it once it got out. But whatever. Um, I'm not I'm not that tinfoil hattie. But uh, they hoped this would hurt us more than it did. And it has pointed out how we have too much dependence on them. And I think too many people have woken up to that. And you're seeing, well, there's these, um, I wish I could remember what uh, college it was because the colleges aren't really in session right now. One of the robotics professors at one of these colleges uh, went to the 3D printer lab and started making masks, the face shields. Yeah. And he's 3D printing a ton of them. And so he, he called up some of his students and said, hey, do you guys have 3D printers? Can you make these? And there was one kid who goes, yeah, I got two of them. And they, they start cranking out these masks. Um, there's uh, There was a tailor shop somewhere. These uh, three women, this woman has, uh, you know, like three employees, and they're sewing masks. And she goes, uh, they cost like four bucks to make, but she's selling them for three fifty. But people are throwing money at her saying, hey, make more. Here, we'll donate and right. we'll crowdsource or crowdfund them and everything. And she goes, as long as people keep sending me money, I'll keep making me masks. And she makes 50 of them a day or something like that. And, uh, you know, so then you get these people who say, I don't think I'm – you know, the United States is doing enough because I saw some nurse the other day, she's a Minnesota nurse. Um, she's head of like some nurses union or something in the city's here. And she goes, uh, she goes, I, I read all these stories about World War Two, how we made planes and tanks. And I just think people aren't doing their part right now. And I just go, bitch, shut up. Look at all the stuff people are doing. You know, yeah. I mean, they're treating this like it's a war effort and good for them. But I think what that's going to prove to people is. You know what? Maybe we don't need China. And Mark Cuban, who I told you this before, is my candidate to replace Trump Boo. in 2024. Tucker Carlson. Oh, God. Tucker's too smart to run for it. Um, he doesn't have that much ego. Uh, anyway, he said uh, what we're going to replace China with is more AI. And not AI that replaces people, but that makes us more efficient and more productive and I think he's right. By the way, there isn't – I was not a Mark Cuban fan. I liked watching him on Shark Tank and stuff like that, but I never thought of him seriously as a politician until I saw him in an hour interview with Harvey Levin from TMZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really impressed me in that. 
He really did. And uh, for those of you who are on the fence about Mark Cuban, or those of you like Crow who hate him. I don't hate him. Yes, you do. don't like him. No, you have a disdain for him. And his Frankenstein head. Well, disdain. Yes. (laughs) His Frankenstein neck. Yeah, that's true. He's got sort of a Frankenstein forehead, Goes right into his jawline. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he's, yeah, he's arrogant. But give me a presidential candidate who isn't, you know? Yeah. Arrogance is okay, but... I don't get to have charm to go with it, and he doesn't have that. One of the few smart things that Brian Williams, the NBC anchor, ever said was he said, if you think you can be president, you know, you've got a tremendous ego already. Yeah, Anybody who can look true. themselves in the mirror and be like, I could do that job. So, like you. God, you're always saying that. <laughs> I don't think I could be president. Yes, you, he's saying that now because it's being recorded, but yeah. all the time. I think right before we came on, you're like, I could do that fucking job. Sure. Uh... All right, let's do some would-you-rathers really quick here. Uh, we had a lot to, to talk about, so we're really going to get through these really quick Go quick. All right, would you rather kiss your neighbor or the last person to email you? Do I get to pick the neighbor? It's either the one on your left or your right, yeah. Like immediate neighbor. The last person to email me? Mm-hmm. That was a guy, so I'm going to... The last person to email me was uh, customer support at Hulu. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. Uh, I would say. I think the last one to email me is a Nigerian prince. He had an offer for me. That and I... what kind of kiss? <laughs> a little peck on the lips? Is it uh, you know tongue action? What are we talking about here? I don't know. Like, is it? Yeah. If it's a peck on the lips, it's going to be the last person that emailed me. Because <laughs> it's probably going to be a relative. It's like, yeah, I can, I can, I can peck a relative on the kips on, on the lips. But if it's like sensual, oh. <laughs> You going for the Nigerian prince? I'll go for the Nigerian <laughs> prince. All right. Would you uh, rather marry a stranger or a distant cousin for only a year? That's a weird one. I don't have any distant would cousins. You, would you rather marry a stranger or a distant cousin for only it's a year? It's just a year. A stranger. I probably... It, it doesn't... A distant cousin is basically a stranger. Look, you could hold your breath for a year if you had well, to. And do you have to have sex with them? I don't know. Because... Well, you're married, so no. Okay. <laughs> and even if you do, you, you're protected, right? <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, that's a that's a nonsense question. It's a dumb question. I, I don't have an answer for that one. Um, would you rather... Hmm... I guess on that last one, it's like, if you know it's for a year, fine. But if you're just like, marry a stranger, and, and then after a year, they went, okay, you can get out. You know, would you, it's different. Would you rather always have a bad taste in your mouth or your stomach always growl even after you've just eat, eaten? Uh, stomach growling. Yeah. If you have a bad taste in your mouth, you're going to have bad breath probably. Right? Yeah. And the stomach growling, depending on the growls, can be kind of cute. Like, I've had dates where they have that, like, a stomach growls, and it's, like, kind of a cute, like, you, you like, laugh. It makes you laugh. I don't it's know like if, a purring? Yeah. Or go, <laughs> did you eat a cat? Or goes, <laughs> like a question? You're like, did your stomach just ask me a question? So, Food now? Oh, I've got, you know, I've got a call coming in from Sparrowhawk. Let me answer that real quick. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, hey, hey, Sparrowhawk, we're recording an episode right now. What Why do you always call when we're recording? What do you have to say? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have the COVID? Do you have the I COVID the real virus. bad? I think I think I have the virus. Okay. Are you social distancing? I am as much as possible. Yes. I'm, I'm 
abiding by all of our rules, every one of them. Okay. All right. Well, all is right. this something that's not important I can call you back on? Yeah, call me back. All right. So did we answer that one? What was it? That was the uh, stomach growling one. Uh, I would rather have my stomach growling. Yeah. You know, the thing about that is if you were, like, in super good shape, people would be like, well, it's because he never eats. And if you had a bad taste in your mouth and it didn't give you bad breath? You'd think you had a problem. Yeah, I mean, then, I mean, would, would eating make up for that? Because then you might end up eating a lot. I don't know. I think you're thinking about this too okay. much. All right, we're done. Let's get okay. back to it. Um, did you hear Joe Rogan, I'm using air quotes here, endorse Donald Trump? Uh, yeah, not so much indoors, but... Well, he was saying... Uh, I know, I'm making fun of it because the internet went nuts when he said... So he was on with Dan Crenshaw again, and Dan goes, Hey, I think it's cool that your your political leanings are sort of a mystery to everybody, and that's how it should be. Rogan goes, Yeah, except for when I said I'd vote for Trump over Biden. He goes, Let me be clear. I'd vote for Whoopi Goldberg over uh, Joe Biden. He's like... That guy's not right. He's going, he's, uh, you know, got dementia, blah, 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 blah. And so he softened it for the lefties a little bit, but in a way he kind of went even harder at Biden. He's just like, that yeah. guy should not be president. Oh, absolutely not. And he's, he also said in an earlier one when he was talking about Trump, he goes, look at how much Barack Obama aged in like the first two years of being president. He goes, Trump doesn't age. He goes, he looks the same Yeah. with all the shit he's been through. So... Uh, Trump's definitely got the energy for that job. Yeah. But whatever, though, I think the whole incident proves that, like we said, people are just too willing to believe what they want to believe. Go on. You done now? You going to drink and go, ah. Okay. Crow brings you ASMR. <laughs> nice look on your face, dude. Yeah, it's terrible. Not very good. Um. So, I mean, the right jumped all over that and goes, oh, Joe Rogan's behind Trump. Well, sort of. Uh, he did say some nice stuff about him. but he, he considers him the lesser of two evils at this point. That's all. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Well, that's what I'd say about any politician. I don't like any of them. So, I like Trump. I, I don't trust people who want to get into politics. You know, if, if I, it's I, someone who, like, like Trump... And I'm not saying necessarily him, but like him who gets in in a presidential run, runs, gets gets a presidency and bails, cool. I'm, I'm better with that. Or someone who's a senator, serves two terms and goes, I'm out. I'm done. I like, I like the idea of someone like Trump that basically you know he's got an ego and wants to be like remembered as this like, you know, a, a, a figure that did amazing things. That's that's a good ego to have because as president, I've said this before, that you think he wants to be remembered as like one of the best presidents in the United States of America ever ever had. He doesn't have an actual agenda other than that, well, which is good because if your agenda before you get in there is like global warming or, you know, socialism, if your agenda before you decide to become president is that like an agenda and you have an ego, then you're a piece of shit. But if you're just an, an ego that wants to be awesome... I love that. That's great. Well, ha let's face it. Half of this is Seth Meyers saying, you know, I thought he was running as a joke when he said at the. Yeah, it's like, well, f fuck you. Seth yeah, Myers. he he basically. Or fuck you, Obama. When Obama said basically the same thing. Basically, Trump went, hold my beer. You know, yeah. I mean, that's. But he didn't have an agenda other than I want to be cons I want to win and I want to be considered the best. That's that's perfect. That's exactly what I want in a candidate. <laughs> Lots of big dick energy and swagger. Yeah. That's what but, you but want. With, but without like a preconceived notions about anything. He just wants to get in there and, and make 
everybody go, you're awesome. He he wants to get people to change their minds. He, he doesn't care about like uh, pandering to a base even. I mean, he does pander to a base. I, don't get me wrong. He does that because he's smart. But he doesn't even really care about that because he even wants people on the other side to love him. See, I and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but I think that's exactly who Mark Cuban is. I think Mark Cuban wants to get in there and go, watch how awesome I am. He just so. doesn't have the charisma. I, I think he's I think he's got a lot of charisma, but I, yeah, we'll see. Um, I just got a you know we we're talking about propaganda on the left and the right. I was checking my phone, and I got some from the right. Fox Business just ran an article. I checked the thing about Bernie leaving, mm-hmm. so Bernie's out of the race, and the stock market went up five hundred points. Yep. Which five hundred points is a yeah, good the way. It's it, I mean it's a good. It's a good move up. I yeah, mean, but the way not, it's been going, I could drop 900. Yeah, it's, so it's swinging all over the place. But right now, the stock market's so volatile. But the point is, Fox Business News goes, uh, it goes, hey, you know, Bernie got out and the stock market went up 500 points. Oh, and it may be because oil's really low. But, you know, I mean, it, it didn't surge 500 points because Bernie got out. This oil situation we need to talk about later, too. Everybody knows Bernie's out. Well, we can talk about the oil situation yeah, right now. Let's do it next time. Okay. But it might be old news by then. Nah, All no. All I know is it right. only took twenty eight bucks to fill up my car the other day. It was, it was uh, I stopped nice. and got gas yesterday and it was a dollar seventy nine. It's like holy shit. There are spots in the country where it costs like ninety nine cents. That's crazy. You know? But. Somebody said I saw somebody post on social media, this is like when I was sixteen. Gas is ninety nine cents, I don't have a job and I'm grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. So all right. Um what else do you have? I have a lot of stuff. Let's you know, we did before. We were doing, like, the rapid-fire stuff. I think we're getting to that point where we need to. All right, do it. Um, so the first one is um, a state senator says that Minnesota Department of Health artificially inflated the COVID-19 death count, and they're still doing it. What? Senate, Senate Abler is his name. So uh, he alleges that the MDH is inflating the COVID-19 body count by coaching physicians to list the disease on a patient's death certificate, even when coronavirus isn't the sole cause of death. He leveraged his accusation via Twitter Monday based on analysis from fellow state senator and medical doctor Scott Jensen. Uh, So um, he goes, uh, COVID-19 body count. This is a a tweet from him. Inflating the COVID-19 body count looks like Emin Health wants to include every possible death with the COVID tally, even if incidental. Uh, Scott Jensen says that he has never seen such a heavy hand in coaching physicians in terms of the diagnosis that should go on a death certificate. You know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Right now, I don't care. I agree with uh, Dr. Burks, who said, you know what? She said at a press conference last week, one of these COVID briefings, when they were saying, hey, did you guys do it? She goes, you know what? Let's figure that out later. Right now, let's just get this done. Let's get our vaccine. Let's get people treated. And she says, we'll have plenty of time afterwards to deconstruct this and decide whether the so models were right or This not. is where I disagree. First of all, we're not going to have a vaccine anytime soon. Second of all, all this kind of hype for the numbers is going to extend the politicians' um, willingness to uh, keep the government or keep the workforce shut down and force the workforce shut down like our governor and our mayor Um and it's going to make more people acquiesce to that, too, by, well, this is really fucking serious. Whereas if you actually report the numbers as if they really, for what they really are, people are going to go, okay, let's start opening up the, the workforce again. I'm going to disagree with your disagreement Okay. for two reasons. One, I've said it before. I think we, by June 1st, we're going to start having civil disobedience. 
I mean, already people aren't paying attention to most of I'm this not. stuff. Yeah. People just aren't going to do it. Yeah. If we get to June 1st, it's nice outside. People's businesses are struggling. They're going to say, fuck it. And they're just going to make cops arrest them. And the cops aren't going to be able to keep up. And secondly, I think, like, I don't know what Walls said today in his press conference. But what I heard he was going to say was that he's going to extend the stay-at-home recommendations. It's not a law. It's an order. Uh, no, stay-at-home is not an order. He, he, eight Minnesotans just were just charged with violating his stay-at-home order. Well, but it depends on what it, if they open a business they're not supposed to, or you can't you can't be charged for going out to a park. You can't. Okay, I'll, I've got a story right in front of me that okay, well, proves that otherwise. You can be arrested, but you can't be charged. So I'd be interested to find out. All right. Regardless, we'll bleed into that story. Yeah. So regardless, I think. Uh, what I heard he was going to do was lengthen that period, but also start to open up other stuff because he was getting too much flack from uh, resorts up north and golf courses yeah. saying, we need to get open. So the point is, yeah, you can say politicians have an agenda and they want to take away civil liberties on the left. And I do, I do believe they want to do some of that. But they also bend to the almighty dollar, which is why capitalism is awesome. Because when those businesses come to them and say, hey, shithead, you better start getting these businesses open or... Money's not going to be flowing your way. They understand that too. But the problem is they can they could uh, they can be bending to the the big business interests as opposed to the the you know the mid tier businesses or you know like the convenience store owner or right. The, but if he's if he's that has no political if power. he's loosening any of that stuff, he's not bowing to big business. He's okay. bowing to the small ones. All right, so that goes on to our next story. So eight Minnesotans charged with violating Walt's stay home order. Um, an offense that could earn them up to 90 days in jail or a $1,000 fine. Eight Minnesotans have been charged with... This is from uh, Alpha News, which we haven't referenced in a while. Eight Minnesotans have been charged with violating Governor Tim Wall's stay-at-home order, an offense that could earn them up to 90 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. A 57-year-old small business owner in Winnebago, Minnesota, became the first Minnesotan charged with violating Wall's order last month. The man, David Schuster, was arrested after police discovered him playing cards with three friends at a bar he owns. The bar was not open for service at the time of his arrest. Police say the door was locked and the friends play cards privately, according to the Star Tribune. Um, so police uh, noticed that there were like four cars in the parking lot of this business. And then they must have went and knocked on the door. And when he answered the door, they're like, what are you doing? He's like, fuck you, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And hey, look, I'm a libertarian and I like a free market economy and I want businesses to be open. But right now, those businesses can't but be But this open. wasn't a business being open. D- I know what you're saying, and you're trying to be cute with it. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm saying, fuck off. That that the, I agree. Police, fuck off. The police should have said, "This is not a fucking deal. We need to deal with. We don't. We're not going to make an example of this guy because this is nonsense." I agree with you. Okay, that, I'm not it, being cute. About but it this. does fit the order. Yeah, but it, but it it fits the order. But it's another uh, instance of walls of these numbers we are talking about making people panic and go snitch on your neighbor. Set up a fucking line like he's like he did. Set up a, a snitch line if you people if you think people are um, violating um, Which is uh, social something I distancing. Also disagree with. Yeah, so this is just more the same where where people feel like, well, I'm not going to step up and I'm not going to say this is bullshit because you know there's people dying. My point is, if he'd had four cars parked in front of his house, they wouldn't have gone in. Right, that wouldn't happen. And, and they shouldn't have done it in the business either. I I agree, okay. except that business has to be closed. Yes, I get no, I get it. And so that means. You can't be hanging out in there with your friends. Mm. I don't. I disagree that that's how it should be used, but it is used. Okay. 
So, yeah. uh, more recently, a cottage grove woman was cited Tuesday after police discovered her outside her home visiting her storage unit and purchasing food. Here's a quote. She told me that she just left Taco Bell, and prior to that, she was organizing her belongings at Acorn Mini Storage in Cottage Grove, the involved officer reported, and that was, end quote, uh, on the citation given to the woman, according to the Tribune. The woman was originally pulled over because she has a history of driving with a suspended license, but civil rights lawyer Teresa Nelson says that the commission of a small crime doesn't justify enforcement of potentially unfair laws. And, yeah, uh, so she decided to go get Taco Bell, and she decided to go organize by herself. That's going to get dismissed. Yeah, and, and it's like, but stop it. I know. Motherfucker, stop it. But people are more but willing we, to go, hey, she should just comply. Comply. Right. Comply. But we have cops who do that stuff without this. No, I get it. I get it. But my my problem is, and it's not being cute, my problem is that with the inflated counts and saying that this is calling, I, I'm not saying it's not serious. But in, in my defense, I was saying you were cute about the bar thing. Not the whole. Well, I wasn't issue. trying to be though. I know. Okay, the I'm not like splitting hairs or anything on this. Um, the the thing about misrepresenting what's really happening in order to cause people to like back back away and go, well, if I say that I want business to get back, you know, the economy to start running, but I'm just being a greedy rich asshole because people's lives are at stake. But and and so they're inflating these numbers to it's it's kind of suppressing that libertarian instinct in people because you're saying hey this is so fucking bad if you step out of line and say hey it's not this is there's more important things then you're an asshole and people are like well I don't want to be called an asshole or I don't want to be considered an asshole and it's it's bullshit because there's cost like I hate keep saying this the cost benefit analysis of it is being fucking skewed out of whack because of these misrepresented numbers I agree. Right. My point is, let's deconstruct that stuff when this is over. But they're they're taking more and more liberties, and they're giving more and more power to the government, and they're spending more and more money that doesn't in the wrong way. In the meantime, it's like we could stop that right now if we start just reporting everything honestly. Right. Except I believe that if you make this worse than it seems, and it costs more than it should, on the backside of this, when you get past this. You have more people who go, this seems fucked up to me. And they I start hope so. looking. I really do. I Look, you have lefties trying to buy guns yeah. at this point. That's good. So, yeah. yeah. I think, and if if nothing else, the two great things that are going to come out of this are, are uh, lefties are going to understand that it's bullshit that it's easier to buy cough syrup than it is to buy a gun. Or harder to buy a gun. You know what I mean. Yep. Harder to buy cough syrup than right. it is a gun. Uh, they're going to find out that's not true. And they can stop saying that. Because now we have video of it. and But more importantly is we'll believe there's there's no way that we should be trusting China on anything. No. And let's start separating our economy from China. Yeah, as, absolutely. As best we and can. And Trump, let's all say this all together, Trump is right about China. Absolutely. And I do get irritated when I hear China or hear Trump talking about Xi Jinping, uh, Winnie, the, Winnie the Flu is what they're calling him now, which I love. Did you hear that, you know, Xi Jinping... That's his name, right? The, yeah, close enough. He looks like Winnie the Pooh. Did you notice that? that like, if you put a side side by side comparison of the the what what are they? What's the designation of the leader of China? I can't remember what the. I don't it's know. Not president, but I don't know. Whatever. Uh, him and Winnie the Pooh, they look like they look they look the same, and so China has been cracking down on like Chinese people that have been posting Winnie the Pooh memes. It's like they're they re- it really pisses them off, pisses him off. 
So and now that they, now that this is coming out, it's it's spiked again. The Winnie Winnie the Pooh, but now Winnie the Flu is what they call. It. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I don't even know where I was going with that. You, it annoys you when Trump does what about? Oh, him? he, Trump has been kind of, and he does this, like he did this with uh, Kim Jong Un. Um, he'll talk shit about somebody, and then he'll meet with them or talk with them, and kind of iron things out a little bit and be buddy buddy with them and go look i have to do this in public you know you know but here let's just you know get things worked out and we can benefit each other and then he'll come out public and go that guy's great that guy's awesome he but did that's it. what negotiators do I, I do i get it but i wish he's doing it more than i want i guess to see with china okay he's doing it more than you want is he getting done what you want to see i hope get so done? i don't know i honestly don't know i hope so but do you believe he's doing the right stuff and it's moving the right so direction? So far, yes. Okay. So then, you know what? Let's just... Yeah. You're right. Listen, there's a bunch of people behind the scenes. Know what's going on here. Just really? go along with it. <laughs> really? Are they white hats? <laughs> yes, they are. How did you know? Hmm. <laughs> All right. Again, some of these just for me. Um, so we're going into more of the Chinese. Do you want to just yeah, keep sure. going with go the ahead. Chinese stuff? Um. There's an interesting article I read, and this is from uh, a website called Archive.today. Okay. I, I don't I don't know how I got here, to be honest with you, because I, I have a lot of tabs open, and I can't remember how I got it. So who directed me here? I can't tell you. But it goes... One of your porn links? It's called The Curve is Already Flat by AJK. So it goes, evidence suggests that COVID-19 was here in November, and it's a long article, and it does say some interesting thing or important things like um it's important to remember that the flat curve is not one in which no one gets infected a flat curve is one which at its peak does not create enough critically ill patients to overwhelm the healthcare system and that's important to remember you know because when we talk about flattening the curve it's not about you know eliminating the disease um but she's talking about how the disease was here way earlier than than china and even the u.s is saying so, yeah, so there's a headline, a mysterious flu-like illness arrived in the U.S. in November 2019. So stating that COVID is just a flu it has become a notorious trigger for outrage in social, social media sites. Statistics and debates about varying characteristics and severity inevitably ensue. But the comparison is the product of the indistinguishable, indistinguishable overlap of their representative symptoms. So, um, Well, and... I think I've seen some, I can't cite any right off the top of my head right now. I've seen a lot of healthcare resources that say there were a lot of non-influenza cases, you know, November, December, January that they were seeing, like people who came to doctors and doctors go, well, yeah, yeah, you have uh, influenza and they test them for it and they go, hmm, you don't have it. And so they go, well, so right there, that could have been it. And, and that's possible. Again, I just think this gets into the deconstructing before the construction is finished. But the like the cold and flu and coronavirus has have a lot of overlap. Yeah, and that's another thing that they're doing is they're considering even flu and cold symptoms as coronavirus because they don't have a specific marker yet for diagnosing coronavirus. They diagnose coronavirus based on the body's response to it. So you've got markers that respond. You have things that your system does to respond to the virus, but they don't have the actual test yet to test for. I mean, they might have it, but it's like an elaborate test that doesn't. So you know, you're you're lumping in clu, uh, cold and flu symptoms or or issues with coronavirus, which is irritating to me. Um, but what she's saying is that this showed up in November in 2019 in America. So what she's saying is that. 
this all the stuff we've been doing is kind of pointless at this point because it's already been here for a long time. It's been spread out with the incubation period and all that. And it's going to be something that we have to deal with seasonally, like the flu well, at this point. And that may be true. I don't know if getting into that now helps. I think I, it does. I think the thing that's going to help is they said, you know, hey, look, if we didn't do anything, this is going to kill two and a half to three million people in the country. Okay. And you go, all right. So I understand that. So we start doing our social distancing and everything. And not too long after that, they come out and say, you know, we've done a good job of it. Uh, it may kill uh, 100 to 250,000 people. I don't think the numbers are going to get to the upper end of that. They may get to 100,000. They might. I don't think there's any way in hell they're getting to 250. I just don't. Yeah. And so when that happens, on the backside of this, when we're trying to figure this shit all out, someone... And I think, you know, someone like Ben Thune or a Ted Cruz or somebody like that is or uh, Ben. I'm getting John Thune and Ben, the guy from Nebraska, center from Nebraska, I don't know. mixed up, are going to go, okay, wait a second. How do we get from two and a half to three million to 100 to 250,000 to 64,000? How did that happen? And already you're seeing the independent modelers they're using don't want to be don't want to have this attributed to them because I think they've got some bullshit science there. Yeah. I think there's a mostly real science here. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm just saying, I think they way overestimated this. They didn't, they even admitted when they went to the, uh, hundred thousand to 250,000 that they said that also, that also implies that all States didn't have any mitigating factors. Well, they were already mitigating. Yeah. You know, but my point is you can't say if I told you, hey, um, I got this lottery ticket. And if you win, you win two and a half million dollars and uh, you go, OK, cool. And I go, y you know what? I was wrong. It's not that much. It's uh, it's less than that. It might be two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You go, what? You go, did you get a zero wrong or something You're like Maybe. And you'll go, that sucks, but all right, fine. You scratch it off and you win. And I go, $64,000. You'd be like, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's going to happen. Well, this is a very long article. And it's I'm going to link it in our in our show notes because okay. it's actually, it's got, it's well-researched. It's, it's uh, which is why the website it's from is so weird. I don't understand, but it's, it's, it's worth looking at. So she goes, why this matters so much. A better understanding of where the COVID curve begins will improve anticipation and rationing of healthcare resources, both among COVID cases and for people with non-COVID related illnesses who are in need of medical care. Right. Yep. The path forward for COVID, U.S. healthcare, and the global economy is very different when you assume November 2019 was the beginning of the pandemic. So, a uh, shift in the COVID 60 days back in time means the impending peak that everyone fears 60 days from now may be happening in real time. So it means that we're grossly overestimating the case fatality rate and that uh, what we fear is just the beginning of uh, what we fear is just the beginning may actually be the peak. So nobody, what I'm saying is you can't trust any of this because the fucking the way China lied about this. And that's where we're getting the fucking China bullshit next. Yeah. So I, 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 this, this goes on and on and on. It's really, it's a really good read. And it's not like hard to understand. It's just a lot of information to digest. Yeah. So link I, it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll put it in the show, show notes, but, um, I would like to move on if you, if you, Go ahead. if it's okay. Um, that, you know, I, I talk shit about China 
which is, is fine. What? But not only did I talk shit about the Chinese government, I talked shit about the Chinese people. What? And let me say I'm not going to apologize about that. All right? So if you're expecting an apology from Crow, it's not going to happen. I think specifically one-on-one -on -one, Chinese people treat them with dignity and respect. Um, but don't trust as a whole. Stop winking at me. <laughs> don't trust as a whole Chinese people because China is notorious for sending out operatives worldwide to to um, promote their interests, and and they're really um, uh, hardcore about it. They're 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 doing it everywhere. They've done it in in, uh, in all the European countries. They've done it in Africa. Where they're actually um, taking over large swaths of Africa, <laughs> and they're turning the frogs gay. Turn the frogs gay, <laughs> and in America. So there's article after article. The New York Times has an article. The U.S. official U.S. officials push for expelling suspected Chinese spies out of media outlets. Trump administration officials are discussing taking action after China said it would expel almost all American journalists for the for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Wall Street Journal. Um, this was uh, March 26th, though, quite a while ago, but. And then there's another New York Times article. New York Times, U.S. secretly expelled Chinese officials who entered sensitive military bases. And this was on December 16th. Um, so two Chinese embassy officials were secretly expelled, expelled by the U.S. earlier this year after they entered a sensitive military base in Virginia. Another thing, uh, U.S. charges, this is another article from uh, Reuters, U.S. charges target alleged Chinese spying at Harvard Boston institutions. A Harvard University Department chair and two Chinese nationals who were re researchers at Boston University and a Boston hospital were charged on Tuesday with lying about their alleged links to Chinese government. Um, here's another article um, from Quartz. A Chinese quote-unquote tourist accused of espionage is the latest example of a growing threat to U.S. security. This was January, January 5th of 2020. Uh, Quinn Shan Lee landed in South Carolina, California on a flight from China. Were you going to say Carolina? Carolina. You were. A Chinese national. I've just been drinking enough and my mouth is dry, so it's I harder for me to read this. I can't look at you. Um, the day after he arrived, he drove his rental car to a storage facility in San Diego area. There he met up with an unidentified person named in court filings only, only as AB, from whom Lee had arranged to purchase several pieces of sensitive military gear. We'll go on and on and on. But there, there is, China is seeding um, Chinese spies throughout the West. I I don't disagree. And and they and they're good at it. And uh, if you, all you have to do is, like I said, go to uh, San Francisco and see how 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 big of an area the Chinese uh, Chinese people have taken over. To go, oh, no, they just want to live the American dream. No, they're basically working for China. <laughs> I mean, not all of them, obviously. But a large percent of them are. And, and uh, China is not our friend. And Trump was correct to say we need to stop relying on China for everything. We need to stop um, uh, allowing them to run roughshod over us when it comes to trade agreements. Or I, I agree. And I think, I think there's two ways to fix that. Either you pull your manufacturing back here. And I realize that's way more expensive. I think the government should help make it less expensive. But one of the major costs in manufacturing in the United States versus China is labor cost, right? Because yeah. there's such a much lower standard of living. Um, and I realize as a capitalist, I'm asking some capitalist 
companies to take it on the chin there. That's their choice. I think you could push the Made in America thing, especially after this. But the other thing you could do is pick a country like India and say, hey, you guys got a lot of people. You're pretty good friends with us. Why don't we build our plant yeah, in your absolutely. town? You know, if you're so either you want the cheap labor or you want, you know, to sell American made stuff or whatever at a lower profit margin. That's your choice. My point is, I think American companies should get the hell out of China. And it's not like we're asking these American companies or entrepreneurs or business owners to take a loss. We're we're just asking at, you could you could make more profit and make more money, more bottom line money by going through China and going through their, you know, not worrying about, you know, the way they treat their labor. And all maybe that. not versus India. Yeah, maybe not. But we're not even asking that you take a loss. We're asking that you just drop their, your your perspective for your dividends, uh, profits, profits, <laughs> profit. You're, you're just dropping the, the perspective of your profits a little bit. Which percentage. is technically a loss. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, a loss from your pers- from right. what your perspective uh, perspective benefits are. Yeah, can, yeah, but you're not losing money. Um, you're not you're not going negative. Is what I'm saying. Right, but okay. you are losing. You are losing. Yeah, money. you're losing the potential to make more money. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay, we're not asking you to take a fucking like like loss where you're going in the right in the red in the red. We're we're not saying go in the red. We're saying your black is going to be a little bit lower. And, and that's not bad. Well, you had to make a racial yeah. now, didn't you? But and, and they say, well, as a capitalist, you shouldn't want you mean, un, unfettered capitalism should take care of it. But there are certain things that I, I'm not saying the government should make them. I'm just saying, hey, as a capitalist, I prefer to buy from, from companies that aren't manufacturing in China. Are, do I still buy from some? Yes, I do. But I don't. Well, necessarily at this know. point, at this point, I say as a as a guy who does a lot of impulse buying. That yeah, I've bought a lot of shit from China, <laughs> and I'm and as I've been talking about fuck China, I've been like I'm not buying anymore from China. And you said I I I'm gonna tell you to take this uh, take a pledge to not buy from China. You won't be able to live up to it. And I'm like fuck you. You're right. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like as a but citizen, if you reduce your purchasing, but from I can't China. I can't as a citizen completely stop that. So I wouldn't mind having the government step in. And oh, see, I don't like that at really? all. I, yeah. I, I, I would rather as just... a protectionism. Like, like I like, I like the idea of tariffs. And people say, well, if you're a capitalist, you shouldn't believe in tariffs. But I do. I like tariffs. No, I tariffs are a bad idea. They really are because they just they just increase the cost of the price of the item to you. That's okay. No, otherwise you could just without tariffs. Because you're can, still you're still you're still in, um, employing American citizens to produce that product, and you're saying, well, yeah, but the product might not be as good, or you might not have the the availability, or people that can't afford it because it costs more, right? Well, you're not necessarily paying American workers more. If the if the no, tariffs, America, maybe not more, but American workers are producing those products. I mean, there's no doubt about not, that. Not ones that have tariffs on them. Why not? Because the tariffs aren't charged on domestic companies. Mm. I know that's what I'm saying. So when tariffs, tariffs caused the spike in cost from like something from China. So the American product that takes into account the OSHA regulations and the and the cost of the production from the the paying of the of the employees, our costs are going to be naturally higher. So you've got China saying, no, you can have this get this doodad come in and instead of paying for an American produced doodad that costs twelve dollars, you can have this Chinese produced doodad for six dollars. Yeah, but you're assuming most products that we buy are are finished items and they aren't. So like if you're buying raw materials from China for stuff, 
than that. Well, then take away the regulations. Them. We have enough stuff to make the raw materials here, and there's not not always, but sometimes a yeah. lot of them. Well, a lot of them. Um, no, I'm, it's it's not as simple as that. I like. I still like the idea of tariffs. I like tariffs. Like I've said before, if you're going to come at me with a bat, I'm going to pick up a bat too. I may be against. I may be against hitting people with bats. I may be a pacifist, but I'm not going to let you beat me with one. And I'm going to try and make you put yours down. Right. You know, and I'm going to use a bat to do it. I don't want tariffs. I don't want anybody charging them. But I want, if Europe charges a tariff on us, okay, fine. We'll do it too. If China charges a tariff on us, fine. We'll do it too. Because I'm a capitalist. I want free markets and I want just but the do, price. But do you, down. honestly, do you really believe that, that like a company here that wants to make, um, let's say toothpicks, all right? Company in America wants to make toothpicks. We've got the resources for it. We've got the lumber. We've right. got the, the plants that can do it. We've got the labor. Um, but China has the same amount of resources, but they can charge their labor so much less that they can produce and it. And they for won't regulate their factories as much. Half the price. So you think that unregulated, that just greedy capitalism right there is fine. It'll work itself out? Yeah. I, I don't. First of all, I don't. Well, history disagrees, but. Um, first of all, I don't like the idea of, I don't like the word greed because people ask right, people, people acting in their own self-interest. Okay. So like me, if I'm acting in my own self-interest, that's making myself a better person. That's if I go into my boss and negotiate another $5,000 a salary, that's, you know, that's being, uh, um, proactive. That's having some initiative. You know, if you do it, you did it cause you're greedy. Yeah. Greed is just a matter of perspective. Greed is someone else doing what you didn't what, do for yourself. What if what if you're doing is creating more wealth for you, but is actually like causing people to go um, to, to hurt financially around you? Give me an example. You um, can't just you can't just say that in a vacuum and have me go. Oh, no, okay. Well, it um, happens. Right, let's go to the toothpick example. Okay. So you've got your community that right. you live in, your city, your state, whatever. Right. Um, and they've got a plant that produces toothpicks. Right. Um, and then they've been doing it, and they've been making money. They've employed thousands of people making these toothpicks and distributing across America. Right. Um, any town USA, let's talk. And then this person... I've been there. It's nice. Yeah. This person decides, or another company comes in and goes, hey, we can we can get toothpicks to the, to the nation, and we can do it for half the price, but it's from China. Um and we're going to do that. Do you, do you do you think that's okay? I yeah. guess really. I I guess I'm I'm a little more like like a protect protectionist. I guess. Yeah, but protectionism doesn't work historically. It just doesn't work. Really. What that does is it provides and toothpicks for this example is not a great i it's not a great example because it's a cheap thing. It's like a simple thing that has but, one component. So let's right. just use a widget. A, that has multiple components. An everyday thing yeah. that you use that normally costs you, um, if you're going to buy it, cell it costs. Phone. Yeah, okay. So your cell phone costs you 500 bucks if you're yeah. going to buy it, right? But a company comes along and says, hey, we can manufacture these in China and they'll cost half as much. 250 bucks to everybody in the country is way better off than the thousand jobs in any town USA. Right. The question becomes, does it cost 500 bucks to make it in any town because the government's regulating stuff, because the uh, the um, employees are unionized and they're charging too much? You know, they have a pension, a health care plan, all that stuff. All of those things are adding up. 
you know? Now, I'm also not the person who says, just because it's made here, it's a better product. Usually. But sometimes people here make some shitty stuff. Yeah. You know? So... You can't just say, "Well, we have better products." Well, yeah, if, so you, it's if, worth you, if you have for a it. monopoly, if you if you make a tariff so bad on your toothpicks that the toothpick the the factory knows that they're not going to have competition from overseas, right? Um, and then they can they can kind of um, if somebody starts making inferior batches of these, and you go, "Yeah, but who's going to make these anyway? We'll just send these out anyway. I don't care, you know." And you guys will get paid. It, it, nobody's going to get hurt by this, you know. It's just, I, I get it, but I just, I, I like the idea of, I, I like the idea of America first, and then you, but you, when you, you are kind of convincing me. Do you like the, uh, do you like the idea of having options of where you buy stuff? I do. Okay. Protectionism eliminates options. You're right. Yeah. And, and yeah. so what it does is it says water bottles. Everybody drinks out of like some water bottle, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the company in the United States makes great ones. They're Yetis. You know, they keep your drink. Co- I mean, you can put your ice in there in a hot car, and eight hours later, you got ice in there. Uh, they cost 45 bucks. Or you can go to Walmart and buy this cheap one for 15 bucks. Shit, you can buy three of them, you know? Well, there's going to be and, a market for both of those. Yeah. And so the one in Walmart is from China. And, uh, and you're you going to have people buying that because that's yeah, the cheapest. They're 15 bucks. I got three kids. They all need one yeah. for school. I'm not getting them a Yeti. But I also the Yeti is going to sell a shitload because there's people that want that better product. Right. So you're saying it's, it's going to equal out that way? No, I'm saying just leave it because if Yeti, makes a, good, a good, if Yeti makes a product so good that you just go, holy shit. All right, I, I actually like that argument. Yeah. Because you're saying that you're not. it's not one or the other. Here's, here's a great example of where I think capitalism wins and government should say the fuck out of it. Light bulbs. Okay? I don't think the government should come in and tell you you can't have an incandescent light bulb. All right? But incandescent light bulbs, though they cost one-fifth of what an LED light bulb costs. Take a lot of energy. Who cares? You know, we can make it. We can use it. Big deal. If that's important to you, buy an LED. Right? Those incandescent light bulbs suck they're hot you put them in some fixtures they don't they uh burn out too quick because they put off too much heat uh, they use way too much energy now are you going to notice that in your electric bill probably not unless you have a business that has a shitload of them. yeah unless you have a business um but the government came in and said hey we'll give you a rebate for putting the leds in that's what i like to see we'll give you an incentive for doing okay. it i have light bulbs that i put on the exterior of my house and we leave our porch lights on all night because it doesn't cost a damn thing. With LED lights in there, it cost me an extra 30 bucks a year, right? I put those in when we moved five plus years ago. I've never replaced one of them. If those are incandescent lights, I would have replaced them all at least Every two or three times. <laughs> yeah. I have ones in my living room. My living room has like the floodlights. Well, you that, get a surge, they blow out. Yeah. Whereas my, with LEDs, you don't. My living room has the, uh, the cans mm-hmm. that you put the floodlights in. I haven't changed one of those things. I've changed, each one of those has been changed one time. You know, they last forever. So, yeah, the LED floodlight cost me 30 bucks. The incandescent one cost me 5 You know, if you want to buy the incandescents and keep doing that, fine. Go ahead. You know, the LED ones, I'm, I'm looking at it like going, I'm putting right. those in there. I'm you may be convincing them. me. Yeah, my superior logic, oh. which, you know, because I like Trump, I, don't, I can't deal in logic. I'm just a cultist. Later. yeah. So it's amazing that I could do that. 
Yep. So let's uh, move on real quick to since we're talking about China again. Uh, this latest is from the Daily Mail again, uh, British uh, newspaper. Uh, Trump clashes. Oh, Trump clashes with a reporter from Chinese propaganda outlet as White House press briefing, or at the White House pre- press briefing after she asked him if cooperating with Beijing and promotes Hawaii's. All right, I didn't read that very well, but anyways. <laughs> Uh, people are saying that Trump's racist because he singled out a Chinese reporter and asked her if she's like working for the Chinese government. And it turns out she was. How is that? How does that even fit the definition of racism? Yeah. So a reporter with a Chinese news outlet has been accused of attending a White House coronavirus press beef briefing to push propaganda about the communist regime sending aid to the U.S. Republican uh, Republicans, politicians. Okay, that's not me. That's the way they wrote that. Republican politicians are claiming a reporter with Hong Kong-based Phoenix TV. Oh, Phoenix TV. Uh, infiltrated pre- President Trump's briefing on Monday in order to promote Beijing's spin on the virus. Uh, footage from the Coronavirus Task Force press conference showed the woman asked Trump if he was cooperating with China after she listed medical supplies the country had sent to the U.S. The president responded by asking, Who are you working for? China? Do you work for China? Or are you with a newspaper? Who are you with? <laughs> the reporter replied that she works for Phoenix TV, a Chinese media company based in Hong Kong, sympathetic to Beijing and with strong ties to the ruling Communist Party. She began by asking, only last week, there were multiple flights coming from China full of medical supplies. Companies like Huawei and Alibaba have been donating to the United States like 1.5 million N95 masks and also a lot of medical gloves and much more medical supplies. Trump interjected, adding, sounds like a statement more than a question. (laughs) He's not wrong. I know. The reporter then asked if Trump, yeah, it was propaganda, what she was doing. The reporter then asked if Trump was willing to work directly with China and the president said China should honor his trade deals with the U.S. He then started listing the billions of dollars in trade deficit that operated between the two countries. Are you cooperating in China? The female reporter added, uh, when asked if he was working for China, the reporter smiled and said, Oh no, I'm working for Hong Kong Phoenix TV. (laughs) When Trump followed up by asking about the ownership of the media outlet, she said, it's a private owned company. He said, who owns that, uh, Phoenix TV, China? Is it owned by China? Is it owned by the state? Trump was criticized for criticized for assuming the Asian reporter was working for the Chinese state. While Phoenix TV is technically a privately owned uh, business, their biggest investor is a state-owned mobile company, Chinese Mobile. Yeah. It has since emerged that Phoenix Media is largely owned by the Chinese Communist Party and run by a former party propaganda officer, Liu Changle. So, Changle, who's a former People's Liberation Army propaganda official, who is close to, is close to senior Chinese government leaders, has... Uh, 37.1% share of Phoenix Satellite holding, Holdings. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so he, she, racist, it's for the government, Chinese government. Racist is not the word they should use. I mean, he can be a lot of it. You're not racist. For, so if I ask you where you work, am I racist? No. If you're black and I ask you where you work, am I racist? No. Apparently, according to this, I am. Yeah. But that, I mean, but the thing is, he, he was proven right. It's, here's the thing. That's People a, say Trump's a big dumb dummy. This shows how fucking smart he is. Well, look, the point is you can call him. You can say that's uncouth. You could say it's you could say it's a lot of things. You can't call it racist because it doesn't fit the definition. Assuming that someone who looks Chinese asks a question about China 
and you say, do you work for the Chinese government? That's not racist. She, she was spouting like basically a yeah. statement about how yeah. great China is. It's making some assumptions yeah. Okay, that he could have been wrong on. That would also not make him racist. But it turns out he was right. So what's your beef? That's my problem yeah. with it. I do love that. That's what's great about Trump, though. He's just not – he's not like – like uh, another politician would have been would, wouldn't have even called that out. They would just would have answered the questions, or or not answered the questions. Like they would have uh, like moved the goal or you know like redirected into something that they wanted to talk about. Whereas Trump goes, no no no. Why did you ask that question? It's the same with um, some reporter just asked him. Uh, he said, oh this this recent impl- uh, appointee from the your administration said this that or from some administration, and he goes, recent. What do you mean by recent? You mean somebody that was appointed during the Obama administration? That's recent? You know, like he actually points out their fucking bullshit. And that's why so many of these fucking um, mainstream media groups don't want to don't want to run his press briefings anymore because they can't spin it. Yeah. No. And, or, or they'll run like a segment and they'll cut it off and go, here's what happened here. Here's what you need to understand about this. No, and they'll spin it. I agree. I do wish he'd stop. He'd stop patting himself on the back through those things. No, I, I get it. I, I it's don't, just kind of cringy. Some of it is cringy, but I, I love it when he goes after reporters, and most people do. I do too, because he's pointing out exactly the bullshit they're pulling. And this Chinese woman the, that works for the Chinese government and quote unquote Phoenix TV, whatever, um, he's pointing out, yeah, you're full of shit. Well, like when Jim Acosta asks him a question, he goes, "Why are you doing that? What what kind of question is that? You know, I'm I'm." Fine with all of that. I think it's good. Put Jim Acosta in his place. But when he goes on and says, that's why, your, uh, that's why your network's ratings are tanking, I'm just like, Don, stop. Don't do that. Just it's bad enough for Jim that you pointed out that the question, how is this helping? Yeah. I think it's, how is this helping? What is this doing? You know? And if he just said, you know, when Acosta goes, what do you say to people who uh, don't approve of the way you were handling this, that you didn't act too soon? I'd have just gone, you can't please everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, instead of saying, I did this the best, we're the best, I'm the best. But he'll do stuff like, you couldn't do this job. It was perfect. You know? He did everything perfectly. I know. Stop that. No, I get that. Just, you know, slap him down. But I kind of, I kind of, that's kind of what's lovable about him a little bit. <laughs> I would love just one time for him to walk down there while Acosta's talking to go, hang on a minute. Walk down from the podium, take the microphone, just throw it. And then go back up there and go, next question. <laughs> Well, we're way over time here. Yeah, so, we are. Uh, there's plenty more to talk about, so next week we'll have. I'll uh, post this again right away. It'll be out tomorrow, so I record on. Which Wednesday. will be today when you're listening. To yes, it. we record on Wednesdays, so now I'm just going to put them out on Thursdays now instead of Sundays, because it's fast and furious. Yes, this it information. Is. So, but if you want to get a hold of us and give us suggestions or comments, it's rooster at email rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com and we would really appreciate your efforts in uh, helping spread the podcast so feel free to go to the facebook page bread and circuses podcast like share all of that and uh, throw us some ratings on itunes if you can. see you bye